record this on Holy Saturday morning. So firstly a word about Holy Saturday itself before I move on to Easter Sunday, the day of the resurrection. Holy Saturday as the office of readings for today, the office of Matins says that the King is in the tomb, Christ is in the realm of the dead. Temporarily, of course, because we know he rises on Easter Sunday morning. When we recite the Apostles' Creed, we say Christ descended into hell. There is a doctrine of the church, which is sometimes called the harrowing of hell. So let me just talk about that briefly. When Christ descended to the dead, he did not go to the hell of the of the damned, but rather his soul descended to the realm of the dead, to the place which has been called the limbo of the fathers, also called the bosom of Abraham, where those like Abraham who had died in faith and grace before Christ's own death awaited the redemption so that they could enter heaven. All the saints, the holy men and women of the Old Testament were there, as also was perhaps St. Joseph, the grandparents of Jesus as well. And so Christ entered into this place and took them from this limbo, this waiting place, to be for their souls to be in heaven. It's a marvellous thought, and it reminds us too that that place of waiting where the holy souls went who died before Christ disappeared. It was no longer needed when Christ rose from the dead for all those who would die after his death and resurrection who would be worthy to enter into heaven would either go to purgatory for a place of purification or straight to heaven. So now to turn our attention to the Sunday of the Resurrection, Easter Sunday. We live at a time in human history when progress in many different areas of human life is not only real, but often expected. As one small example, just think about what we use our mobile phones for now that would not have been thought of even 10 years ago. The resurrection of Christ, along with his passion and death, provide us with a view of human progress that gives us the divine perspective, not the view that is often prominent in the world today, that progress serves the purpose of creating a paradise here on earth. Sacred scripture and the experience of the ages teach us that human progress, though a great blessing in many ways, brings with it a great temptation. Progress can can disturb the scale of values and mix evil with good, which can lead to individuals and groups considering their own interests and not those of others. As a result, we see many times, and clearly at this present moment in Ukraine, the world does not experience the fruits of divine charity. It is only divine charity that leads to a solidarity between people and nations. In view of the problems of the world and the unhappy state of affairs we often face, 
Christians state their belief time and time again that all human activity is to find its purification and its perfection only in the cross and resurrection of Christ. We know this is occurring, we, and we can see that this is occurring, when we witness a love for the things of God, and a genuine love for the things of this world, which are created by God. And loving these things, mankind receives them and reveres them as coming from the hand of God. In other words, where there is a spirit of humble gratitude towards God. Our greatest thanks must be that the Son of God, through whom all things were made, himself became a man and lived in this world. As the perfect man, he entered into the history of the world and indeed took this history up into himself and brought it into unity with himself. As Lord of all history, he has revealed to us that God is love and at the same time taught us that if mankind is to be perfected and the world is to be transformed, it is only through his commandment to love in the manner and to the degree that he has loved us. He has assured us that divine charity, the love in his own sacred heart, is available to all who have faith in him. At the same time, he warns us that this love is not just for the great things in life, but also for the ordinary circumstances of life. He has shown us this because he suffered for us all, sinners though we are. He has told us that we have to carry the cross with him, the cross that the world and the flesh lay upon our shoulders. Christ is Lord because of his resurrection, and all power in heaven and on earth has been given to him. He is at work in human hearts through the power of his Holy Spirit. He awakens in those whose hearts are open to him a desire for the world to come, while also inspiring, purifying and strengthening those generous desires by which the human family seeks to make life more genuinely human and to achieve this for the whole world. This is not, though, entirely human endeavour. It is primarily the work of the Holy Spirit, who was given to us in holy baptism and whose abiding presence is perfected in our souls at confirmation. The Holy Spirit guides and directs all who follow Christ faithfully in many different ways. For some, the Spirit assists in bearing open witness to the longing for a dwelling place in heaven and to keep this fresh in the minds of all mankind. Others he calls to dedicate themselves in service of others here on earth, and by this preparing material for the kingdom of heaven. For each person who surrenders to the authority and dominion of the risen Christ, there is freedom from the love of self and the possibility that there is a future where humanity itself will become not the source of eternal happiness, but an offering acceptable to God. For it is only in and with and through Christ that there is genuine progress.
Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.